Hello and welcome to the Like-Minded Podcast. This is uh, episode three and uh, my name is Bob Towers. I am a cracked actor, an <laughs> artist, a poet and uh, an, an old, not that kind of artist. Oh right, whatever you say um, Bob. And this is my colleague, <laughs> yes she's the flame-haired feisty filly from the Fylde. <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin Bradley. Hello, I'm Caitlin Bradley and I'll be your host today. What have you been doing um, since last week? Since last week. Just working, Bob. Not drinking. That's disappointing (laughs) because I I always think that Caitlin is at an illegal rave with the Blackpool Massives. (laughs) When when I'm at home, like... D- um, Doing you know, a jigsaw studying. puzzle, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, no. I just admire your life, but but that's a bit disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll do it next week. <laughs> it, enough about that. Yes. Enough about our, our, our mundane lives. Um, <laughs> this week we have uh, two great guests with mm-hmm. with us. Um, now, the thing that unites these um, these two people is uh, Kitty Queen of the Wash House, mm-hmm. and we've got with us um, John Maguire, um, who's the writer. And uh, Margaret Connell, who is the director of, of the show. Welcome both. Welcome. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And final fine alliteration when you when you were introducing. Yeah. I know. And, 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 you know, it's a tongue twister. I, I am told always, absolutely always avoid alliteration. So I don't know what, what, what took What went up then? I want to kind of um, explore both your kind of uh, roles in, in the theatre and, and performing art. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll start with you first, John. Tell us about um, Kitty Queen of the Wash House. Where you got the idea from? uh, Yeah, tell us the background to it, please. Okay, so um, I do some walking tours, history walking tours in the city centre. And one of the tours took me past the gravestone of Catherine Wilkinson, Mm -hmm. which is in St. James's Cemetery by the cathedral. And I was intrigued. I knew she'd opened the wash house. Mm. So I was intrigued to find out a little bit more information. So I read a really brilliant biography about her from the library and her life was just marred with unbelievable tragedy Mm -hmm. and you couldn't make it up you know they say real life is stranger than fiction I couldn't believe it now I know because I've been raised like like Mowgli was raised by wolves I've been raised by free scouse women (laughs) Um, and it's been my you know to my advantage Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there's resilience but I couldn't believe how resilient this character was. So that's mm. where the idea came from, really, out Brilliant. of the research. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, you kind of put it um, in the first person. How did you get into uh, the, the mind of, of someone like that? Because, you know, you, you will have people coming up and saying, no, that, that wouldn't happen. So how did you do your research and how did you create it in, in that way? Um, well, the Rathbone family um, had a manuscript that was um, in uh, they found which was called a book called Conversations with Catherine Wilkinson. Oh. And it was um, notes that had been made at afternoon teas where Kitty actually spoke in verbatim. Wow. So and a lot of that was her own words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we were so lucky, weren't we? Absolutely. To find that. And um, so it was just a case of really like knitting the words together. Mm. And I felt like giving her a voice because I felt like, you know, she's, she did an awful lot for the city and was overlooked. And mm. the, the, the idea was in the in the judges hall there's 12 statues of um important political dignitaries and mm-hmm. people who've had an influence on the city and they're mm. all men yes and yet we've got josephine butler alna rathbone mm. uh, bessie brat i can never say bessie, braddock, bessie yeah. braddock i was calling bessie brassick but bessie braddock <laughs> um and um you know all these amazing women so that was the whole 
idea of if you know what Kitty wouldn't want to be there because she wasn't that kind of person yeah. who wanted that fame and accolade, accolades. Yeah. yeah. But where are the other women? That's you know? true. That's mm. true. Thank you. And then, how did you approach Margaret to direct well, that? How did that come? Margaret, kind of very kindly, back in the day, twenty ten, I think twenty ten, yeah. when the lantern opened, mm -hmm. um, really supported me immensely by getting my work on stage. Mm. Fantastic. At a time where you couldn't get your foot in the door with any of the other arts providers, and yeah. how do you, if you're a working class writer, what, and you haven't got like the dad, the bank of mum and dad, with mm -hmm. how do you actually fund your work? So yeah. Margaret um, gave us a gave a, gave um, me a break with my work, Fantastic. and you know we've stayed friends and we've worked together through the years, and it just seemed like a natural, a natural. Um, oh, you know, have a look at this script, please, yeah. and then yeah. I was. I was ecstatic then when Margaret yeah. went, oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and Ma Margaret, how do you take that then when you see like a script? Do you, how do you get the vision for what it's going to look like on, on stage then? I sort of don't think you do until you're in the room. Yeah. Mm. Um, you, you, and that's the scary thing, as any director or actor knows, if you're, your first day, especially when it's a new thing, is you're just looking at this big blank mm. empty space and you've just literally got to have faith. Yeah. Haven't you? Yeah. Go, this will happen and it will be brilliant. Because when we first did Kitty, we did it, that was a complete leap of faith because we had no money at all, did we? <laughs> Nothing. We had no set. Luckily, Sue got us the costume, didn't she? Yeah, made yeah, the costume, costume made. one of our wow. other writers. Um, and that was the big, biggest thing we had. Yeah. And we said, we'll just have to use loads of sheets. And, yeah. move. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. But that me and Sam literally just played around for weeks in a room, making sheets into babies, yeah. making them into yeah. and making the ship. Yeah. And... The challenge of that is where all the physicality came from, really, which is fabulous. Mm. Sam's physicality in, in the show is amazing, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you, and that's where it came it from, there. doing it from nothing. Yeah. Having but, nothing to do But you've mentioned it there. And yeah. I, you know, Sam Alton, who's, who's not here to, um, yeah. with, with us today, but I, I'm wondering how, how crucial was she to, to, to that role as well? Because you put on, like, Kitty uh, loads of times, but yeah. it's always been Sam, and, and that's nice. It belongs um, to her, to yeah. her yeah. role. Yeah. She created that. the role, so nobody else could ever do no, it, I, I don't can't, think. It's... I can't envisage anyone no. else ever doing it. Yeah, it's and, weird, though. Uh, and yeah. you know what's funny is that whenever anyone asks us to do it now, it's a case of we sit down and go, well, can we do it around whatever yeah. work, yeah. Whatever work yeah. we're doing? That's nice. That's Fantastic. it, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you have the script before, or did you, like... Um, no, so I wrote, I wrote I wrote a script, yeah. um, and then handed it to Margaret. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was some stuff in there about um, oh, I can't even recall. There was bits in there, bits and, and marks, then it was a yeah. case of then Margaret had free yeah. reign because I knew yeah. I trusted yeah. and knew you've got that, to trust. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that's just, it. And then what happened? The first initial script was half an hour piece, half an hour to forty-five minutes. Yeah, because it? it was for that sort of competition thing yeah. we did in Hope Street, wasn't it? Yeah, and then so from there, then. I, we asked the audience what they wanted, and one of the things was more cholera. So okay. yeah, more about okay. the actual. More about yeah. more cholera. So I went back and did loads more research, um, yeah. and then added. We added in an idea about we were trying to, we were trying to come up with ideas of how to get all this information about. It was kind of like because there was some it's very sort of factual, factual stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No one knew, but what, not making it really boring. Exactly. Wanted, yeah. Well, no one knew what was happening with the cholera epidemic. A little bit like, like now, to like be yes. honest. Yeah. Completely new. Yeah. yeah. And they were people were um, everyone was saying some people were saying like you know um, stay in bed and um, put 
poultice on other people were saying drink brandy there was all the brandy mm. adverts were saying to people if you drink brandy you're going to be okay wow. and making people alcoholic wow. so it was all this info so it yeah. was like um how do we get that across so we were playing with soundscapes yeah. weren't we yeah so the it just and puppets and we puppets. added extra puppets <laughs> 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 yeah right. puppetry so and yeah oh yeah. well the Pink day when we create in the here's a mop stick with a bit of <laughs> oh, really a bit of gray <laughs> sheet wrapped around <laughs> right. mr tolston right. mr tolston you keep calling mr tolston <laughs> yeah we literally just had a laugh me and sam making That's these brilliant. puppets oh, and then i went in and there was this like silhouette of this dead body <laughs> behind a, a sheet and then the the water was getting added it yeah. was just brilliant. and it looks great in, in silhouette behind the thing when you go behind it's just literally a pillow with a yeah. thing tied around it's he's currently in the old coal shed ahead. in my flat at the <laughs> moment <laughs> yeah. right. he's, he's in right. yeah. in the because in the, we have the, the entire set is literally in a small Aaron cupboard like yeah. it's a coal shed on in yeah. my flat because yeah, it, 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 but it's so movable you can take yeah. it anywhere yeah. and that we're going to take it to New York yeah that's the big well we were we were <gasps> planning plan to do it to yeah. it well tell September. us about that because you yeah. have been um, you know around yeah. with, with yeah, the yeah. place yeah. Yeah. tell me about the, the kind of tour and that, that's been okay doing so it went to Shropshire last year mm. um, for a rural tour which was boss because mm. we took yeah. it to some really interesting places yeah. didn't we we took it to a, um, a how did it go down with, with those kind of audience because you can understand understand yes a Merseyside audience would say yes this is where we came from and this is what happened well yeah. yeah that's a very it valid point because it? a lot of people had said in Liverpool oh well it won't really work outside of Liverpool because it's such a mm. Liverpool centric mm-hmm. tale but actually it's not it's a universal tale of a it's a working class story it's yeah. about yeah. workers yeah. Yeah. yeah it's about people in poverty and what happens to you when there's any kind of natural disaster exactly. or, yeah. yeah so in, in and about a, community very much about community that's why it worked in Shropshire because they're very small yeah. tight communities okay. and they were like we we recognize that we yeah we did Q&A's after each show didn't and we? that was so valuable yeah. we really enjoyed doing the Q&A's um when we did weave in the royal court we did that uh we added that to it because it's yeah, just yeah. great getting the old because people are people are very very curious and yeah. the questions are fascinating yeah. what people want to know isn't it mm. Um, so Shropshire went really well um, we also did a private school which was very surreal because it was like <laughs> really? it was like Hogwarts yeah. oh, wow. where was that? it was Ellesmere in Shropshire Ellesmere but it's, right. a, it's like a great big but they've got this lovely big theatre wow. so it made sense mm. to do it there mm-hmm. and invite local people and what's really it. funny is they have ravens Is the raven is their symbol mm, which right. is on the floor when you go in and a yeah. mosaic yeah, and yeah. when we were performing in the evenings all the ravens were in the trees yeah. it was like being in a Hitchcock movie <laughs> wow or Shits. It was great. We had fun. So well received, wasn't it? Yes. And now we did it in March, just the week before lockdown, mm. which is freaky because um when the pandemic hit, yeah. the parallels with Yeah, with the now, cholera and then and the COVID was yeah. bizarre. But um we are gonna be doing it um at St George's Hall again yeah. around October time. Dates haven't been confirmed yet. But, um, but keep an eye out on our Facebook okay. and social media um, yeah. for an outdoor version, yeah. which is part of the uh, Culture Liverpool's yes. Without Walls project. Yeah. Brilliant. They've they've commissioned us to do that. I, I actually think as well, it, it doesn't date. And we can yeah. like, do that in five years, ten years time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it will be the same. It doesn't mm-hmm. date. And that, yeah, that's, that's a wonderful it. thing about yes, it. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then the New York we will Absolutely. take it to New York. I, I, I thought you were messing when you said no, New York. No, we want to take it to right. New York. Well, do you know I do? Doing possibly Boston, where they've got really big Irish communities, yeah. 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 and they'd appreciate that whole notion. And the 
the thing where it begins with the shipwreck and it's about traveling yes, it's of about course, yeah of course migrants diaspora yes. people yeah. moving and having to travel and find yeah. somewhere good idea. new so uh, we will be doing it in New York next Brilliant. year. Yeah. Um, when I do the history walking tours, whenever I meet anyone from America, I'm constantly getting the contacts because mm-hmm. it is it's bizarre what a conversation yeah. can, right. can, can, can bring to. Can lead to yeah. yeah, yeah, so. and everyone knows everyone in some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. One, one of the things though that that I picked up ab- about your work uh, though, John, is um, you have that concentration on strong female characters mm. um, because you've you got Kitty and we spoke about Kitty's resilience yeah. and stuff but tell me a little bit about Weave the mm. the, the other play okay that, that's a similar kind of female character well it was uh, it was staged a, uh, a few years ago again in the Latin in yeah. many mm. different ways and the the first the, in its first guys it was around a fairy tale about a scouse girl with a possessed hair extension yeah. and <laughs> the, we were exploring the whole concept of um you know, like people the beauty put, industry yes. and the cost yes. and why you would yeah. bother Change to yourself yeah. so then, use yeah. somebody else's hair on exactly, your head. Exactly, exactly. So then we had a few weeks after we after Kitty and um I basically gave the original from script to Margaret and Sam to develop and work on. Mm. And then it was interesting because obviously I'm not a twenty four year old woman. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. what then Sam did is she brought hair influence and it became right. more of a collaboration yeah and it yeah felt, very very mm, much so yeah, yeah and it yeah. was really nice then because it was a it really felt, very organic thing wasn't it yeah it started with this basic idea yeah and it grew from being just about sort of the beauty industry to being much more about social media yeah. now um young people especially yeah. are completely controlled by yes. it, aren't they? yeah yeah and what's really um uh, <laughs> really funny is when we were working on it um i'm sure now if we all had our mobile phones on I'm and we sure. were talking about i don't know Angel Delight. It Ever. comes up, doesn't yeah, it? it comes As up. an advert. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Really the government's listening. Exactly. <laughs> so at the time we were doing some we were doing a, a sequence of advertisements and we yeah. weren't we? We were adding some um stupid adverts and one of them was about around erectile dysfunction so um, <laughs> yeah. because i was writing it on my word process my processor well on facebook that's yeah. all i was getting oh. so yeah so i'm getting <laughs> hair extensions for going bald that was one of them because we were talking yeah. and yes, then yeah. um erectile dysfunction so yeah <laughs> but so um, the irony was we would do we were actually doing it so that you'd see that physically happening the play that she speaks about something <laughs> and it pops up and then it actually starts exactly, exactly. Yeah, actually yeah, that, yeah and it was just that's a life really, imitating yeah. god yeah, yeah. 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 And it was just a nice process, and we've sort of got a real, really nice formula now because we work really well together, yeah, don't we? And there's brilliant. no divas, no egos. It's just yeah. all it's nice and easy. It's all it? easy. Yeah. So um, that leads us then yeah. to the male weave, which yeah. we we'll yeah. Tell us about one that. actor as well. You can make an awful lot more money than having four or five actors on a stage. That is yes. very true. So, so we were doing yeah. it before. Um, we were doing it before it was um, a necessity for COVID. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know. I know. Yeah. So tell us about the male version of weave. Well, we've got a few ideas to mm-hmm. play with, and we've mm-hmm. got we're, uh, the Unity Theatre have opened up the. Um, spaces to creatives mm-hmm. during you know, the next few months while they haven't got anything yeah, on. So very kindly they give us um, a couple of days to go in and develop. Okay. Uh. So we're going to be going in with um, an actor called Thomas Galashian yeah. and we're going to be playing around with um, Margaret Margaret and I are going to look at some ideas and just just play really. yeah, yeah. and yeah. see what happens. That's yeah, like, that's bro. where you get the more absolutely soul like yeah. acting isn't it when you yeah. just go with a you can just mess around and, and yes. you've got no boundaries and, at all, and yeah. hence you know the stuff about collaboration that, yeah. that you thought because yes you have an idea 
Um, yeah. But when you start to share it, it yeah. kind of grows into something else and it yeah. gets better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And there's a few monologues, but then the idea is that we can play around and I can go away then and write some write some more stuff. Um, but we will be exploring masculinity, the mm-hmm. sort of yeah. the, the gyms, the physical yeah. toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. This, yes. You know, yeah. the, um, and this idea of what is represented on Facebook and social media, what's real. What's because real? you know, I've it's got. It's not, is it? It's not at all. It's no. a narrative, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah. and we're all creatives. We all know we we set a narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My best mate rings me from uni and he goes, "What were you really doing on Saturday afternoon?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can. What's put the subtext? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, goes, "You weren't reading that book that afternoon because you were with me in the shops." And I go, "Yeah." But. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. But I, I think there's there's so much mileage in that exploring kind of um, men's changing role in society, how yeah. men uh, see themselves, yeah. Yeah. and particularly like since the pandemic, yeah. uh, men's mental health as well, well. Exactly. and all the things that have happened with isolation and shielding yeah. and yeah. social distancing and, and, all and the male role. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you you said to me before about um, I like to write about strong women, but mm. if you think about the pandemic at the moment. The countries that have fared the best have all been, they all have one common thing. Female. They've all the run by women. women. Yes. Yeah. So, New Zealand, mm, in, yeah. you know, yeah. for example. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And Germany. Yeah, Germany, yes. New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so it's... And it's, Scotland, I'm yeah. just putting yeah. it in yes. there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So that that's the whole idea. So I do feel that, you know, the, the male has got no real role in society anymore any solid sort of role and that'd be interesting yeah. to, to be play interesting with to play around see, with yeah yeah see what is the role. The, there's mm-hmm. two other things that, that i want to explore with you um one is um the kind of the working class input into the theater mm. um because mm. both of you are very much kind of rooted in in, in working class theater and also uh, linked to that is you want to produce theatre that makes people think about important issues. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's start with 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 you, please. Um, what is it that that you you're trying to do when you put on a show or or create something? Well, personally, I'm from a council estate where, uh, you know, you told theatre was not meant to be for yeah. me. Yeah. And theatre was a was a um, a gateway into confidence into exploring the world and and so i kind of arts groupie as a cic our main missive is really to make the arts accessible to all yeah, yeah. and get rid of that barrier mm-hmm. and we've been really fortunate in that we took kitty to liverpool 13 mm-hmm. into schools into community yeah. hubs yeah. where people have come who have thought well theater's not for me yeah and you Absolutely. take away that kind yeah. of you know um typical sort of setup of a theater mm. um your typical theater in any city it's amazing how much people really do want to engage. And the Lantern was yeah. great because the Lantern was not your typical theatre, I felt. Yes. It was more yeah. like yeah. being in yeah. Edinburgh Fringe venue yeah. or a real, it was more of a community, you know? Mm. And yeah, so my, sorry, my point is. No, I, but people I really, would watch really, and really, say, I didn't know that was theatre, what you do. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. what you are is showing people scenes from their lives and, and that's, that, that's yeah. something yeah. that's quite yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's like the old Brechtian adage, isn't it? You know, theatre should entertain, but it should also instruct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. at the moment, you know, we've we've got so much technology going against us with regards to controlling medias, and you know, mm. not going mm. into conspiracy theories and all that. Mm. But not today. <laughs> no. Yeah. What is great about theatre is it puts you in a, a place where you can just tell people, and uh, and you can change people, change yeah. people's yes. lives yeah. for the better. Absolutely. 
and and the second thing I wanted to explore with you is um, I I think you've got a weird fascination with Victorian England and Dickensian yeah, absolutely <laughs> and Saint was... you know Saint George's Hall and all all that. Where does that that come from? I, oh, I know just... your heroes. You know one well, of your heroes is Dickens. Dickens is one of my heroes because Dickens. I'm from a very poor background. Mm. Dickens was from a very poor background. I have that poverty fear constantly with yeah. me and. I'm a bit of a work well I am a workaholic and Dickens not I'm not comparing myself to Dickens sorry no. but but what I like about Dickens is the fact that he worked he was constantly he was never satisfied yeah. with his craft he was writing he was writing and writing and writing and sometimes he wrote some fantastic stuff but he did write some rubbish as well you know but that's part of the but he, he was so prolific yeah. so of yeah. course some of it wouldn't be as as good as other uh, yeah. stuff yeah. so yeah so I I kind of and I like you know I like the whole Victorian going for walks and a lot of what they, a lot of Victorian society, <laughs> I'm reading about Liverpool at the moment and the mm. poverty and the, yeah. it was horrific, but some, some of the elements of Victorian society was quite, quite interesting, you know, going for your walk, yeah. taking your constitution, yeah. writing, yeah. it's all about, it's all routine, isn't it, and structure. Yeah. There was a part as well um, about when Dickens visited Liverpool and he did those kind of penny readings yeah. in, in that room. Tell me about it. Tell me well, that he story. Did. He loved Liverpool. Did. He came to yeah. Liverpool a yeah. lot. Yeah. And he in said fact, that have you seen that little plaque on the, um, the Bride? The bride well, yeah, that was the... Oh, there? was, yeah, there's yeah. a little plaque about Dickens and he was made um, like an honorary constable. Yeah. Wow. Really? By yeah. Mercer, at least, <laughs> because he, and he used to go round with the police and he'd interview people and that's yeah. where he got a lot exactly. of stories from mm. wow. exactly. and he loved Liverpool for that mm. purpose yeah. um, but the actual concert it was my dream to always do something in there yeah. and the day last March when we were there I got there at like 6 in the morning it, it, it's quite expensive to hire that right. hall so I wanted it to make is, sure yeah. we got the, the, the value for money but yeah, I got there at 6 and I yeah. sat on the stage in the darkness just watching the space yes. wow. and it was like it was a really sp spiritual moment yeah. you know it was because he was in that room yeah. yeah yeah and he actually said that room is the best room ever the most beautiful oh, room yes. in the world yeah, yeah. he loved it yeah. And it's just it, it was. I've got a, one of my favorite photographs because I've took loads of took loads of photographs is of Margaret and Sam on the um, on the stage. I'll actually send it to you. Please do. Um, and they're they're, Margaret, they're pulling like a rope or doing something <laughs> yeah. to do with the set. But right. for me, I love it because they're both in the element. They're both yeah. enjoying yeah, yeah. the yeah. stage. Yeah. It's, it's a real, and it's not yeah. opposed for you no. know like yeah. oh here we yeah. are yeah. Yeah. working the set. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean I've got some great ones. If you're painting yeah. the set and all kinds, yeah. you don't you know you yeah. don't know I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, they're the, all good. The other thing that he said about Liverpool, which which I think is 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 important, he said the children of Liverpool are the most beautiful in the world. Mm. And I think when he when he said that, he meant mixed-race children mm. because yeah. there were loads of them about in Liverpool because Liverpool's kind of port history. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yes. and I, it's just a lovely connection yeah. to the city. Yeah, and yeah. Liverpool, is, Liverpool is such a, a interesting um, cauldron, casserole, yeah. Yeah. different... Yeah different cultures and I, that's yeah. what I love about this city yeah, that, yeah. it know. really is tell us yeah. a little bit about um, these tours that you do the Liverpool History yeah. Tour ah, okay so um, I'm going to be we were meant to be starting them in April oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. sadly we couldn't that, yeah. it's going to it's called the Live Bird Safari and it is a alternative way to find out the history of Liverpool yeah. mm -hmm. so they're going to be tickets are going to be sold through Ticket Quarter mm -hmm. and on our website artgroupie.org and the Facebook page, all that. Sorry for the plug. No, nope, um, no, do it. And um, basically, what it's a two-hour walking tour, mm -hmm. and you're taking in 
there's over a hundred liver birds in Liverpool. People always just think there's two. Well, I, I thought there was that. three Absolutely. because yeah, there's the one uh, in the church opposite St. Nick's. Isn't That's it? my favourite oh. one because it's yeah. missing a wing. It looks like it's yeah. been in a bit of a brawl. Oh. It's missing a wing. It's, oh. it's my favourite one. It's the one that yeah, you want to yeah. put in a, a little box and you know feed it oh. like, like that little seagull outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, John was just feeding yeah. a seagull outside with an orange. Yeah, yeah. no, he's yeah. fed him. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I love. Yeah, it's okay. So the so um, and also um, I've got a book that's available in News from Nowhere, which is the one yeah. of the best bookstores yeah. in the city in the called city, The yeah. Liverbird Safari. Oh. Oh, sorry, The Liverbird, and it's a small little novella, um, and that's where the idea came from. Because I thought, well, I want to take people around the city. Yeah. Yeah. So we're starting that, and the great thing is, if you come on the walking tour, mm-hmm. um, we'll be putting a percentage of the, the the money that's made from the walking tour into our work. Fantastic. So. So when did you say that was starting? Yeah. Sorry, starts October the Saturday, the October the twenty fourth is the first one. I do Brilliant. believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. T's yeah. and C's apply. Uh, the only yeah. thing, I mean, in the old days when I used to do walking tours, you yeah. could have up to 30, 40 people in one tour. Wow. You feel yeah. like you were the leader of a cult. It was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, but now we're limited to fifteen people, so okay. tickets will okay. um, go quite quick. Very hopefully. quick. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. And Margaret. Can we just touch upon your life? Because your <laughs> yeah. three lives, <laughs> how feet. amazing. Do you want, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I had always really loved acting. Um, mm-hmm. And I went to Notre Dame Collegiate, which was ever yeah. Um And they were very, very into the arts. And one of the teachers, Mrs. Formby, just got on. To, she loved my voice for some reason when I was a kid. Just decided I had a really good voice. And, mm. She'd give me extra lessons in my lunch hour. Oh. Um and I was always getting asked to read Shakespeare at different concerts right. and stuff. I'd be the one who'd... And I just started to do it without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I ended up leaving that school for lots of various reasons um, when I was about 14 and went to a different school. Um, but when I was leaving, she said, I think it's such a shame that you're leaving. She went, literally, you're the only girl in 48 who can read Shakespeare the way it's supposed to be read. Wow. And... I was like, oh, she's just blagging me. This is a little bit of black <laughs> psychology to try and make me stay in the school. Yeah. Um, but then when I got divorced, because I got divorced when I was 31, I had three kids. I was like, I just had maternity leave, so I'd given up my job. Mm-hmm. I used to work for Merseyside Police in the Criminal Records yes. Office, yeah. which was very boring work. But but that's how you know us. So I was like, I want to do something different. I could just go back into a job that would pay up my mortgage and stuff like that. Or I could take this opportunity while I'm on maternity leave anyway and go and try and go back to college. So I just went through the phone book and phoned the community college and asked about how you would get on a course. And they said, we've got this basic acting course you can do if you want. Uh, You you could, but you'd have to audition. Yeah. And I had to literally um, learn two pieces and go along. And, and I hadn't done anything <laughs> since never I was done about an 14. Audition in your life I'd never no. done a thing wow. when I was 31. Wow. And I spent weeks and weeks. And it's a dead funny story about that because it was that Shirley Valentine piece oh, yeah. Um, yeah. that they sent me. And it was the bit about the nativity plague. Oh, Brian was around before. And my little girl, Siobhan, who's now 30 odd, um, was, she must have been three or four. And she's got like, she remembers things really. Mm. She... She can if she hears a song, she'll know the lyrics. And she's just right, got a really good memory. Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm walking around the house lane in this monologue. I've never done it before in my life. Just constantly repeating and repeating and repeating this monologue while the kids are playing. Yeah. And went to my mum's shopping on the Saturday, and sat down on the couch. And our Siobhan just went, 
Barbara Ayn was around before. And she literally <laughs> oh, reeled off the whole monologue, word for word. <laughs> that is brilliant. Bizarre. And people were like, oh. Whoa. Sponges. Yeah. Sponges. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, went to the community college, had an absolute ball. I was like 31, playing all day with kids of 16, 17. It was just gorgeous. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then I did a BTech and went on to a degree, did a master's because I was really... I mean, master's was in... Um, community and heritage theatre so we did a lot in the museum so I like John absolutely love that whole history history of Liverpool we spent loads of time researching and literally sitting in the then it was microfiche in the library reading old Liverpool Mercuries for all these really mad stories and it's just what I used to love about it is um, when you're reading something from an old old newspaper they had no other medium Mm. at all mm. so everything's really descriptive yeah the mm. language they use to okay. describe people and the incidents and like it mostly be like police reports and things like yes. that yes there's great reports on murders oh, that yeah. happen in the city and, and they describe them so well and they describe the characters so well yeah. so i <laughs> yeah. absolutely love that and then um when i finished that we i worked in the museum for a little while doing like demonstration work and we wrote a few plays i wrote a play called the treadmill and the Row, okay. right. which was about women who end up um, in jail for poverty, for right. Owen money. Right. And we wrote it at the time because it was Margaret Thatcher's Britain. And yeah. so many women were going to jail for debt. Yes. There was one absolutely horrific story um, in The Guardian, a woman who was dying of kidney cancer and she hadn't paid a TV licence. Now, not having a TV licence is not a criminal offence, but not paying a fine is. Oh, goodness. Okay. So she got this horrendous fine she couldn't pay. When she didn't pay it, that was then a criminal offence. Right. They sent her to jail when she was dying mm. and put her kids in care. How much did that cost? I know, I know. Because Why you're talking about like 30 grand it? a year for yeah. someone in jail. It's insane. 200 grand for each kid in care. And it's just and all the disruption to the family. And yeah. she was, it, so it was, it was like looking at the comparisons between women in debt now and women in debt in Liverpool in the 1800s. Wow. So... Um, and then after that, uh, we I worked with that company for a little while, and then I got the job teaching at Edge Hill. Right, that was my first yeah. teaching role and in higher that, education. That's the great story because you mm. went, you know, you begin as the kind of um, doing an audition to get in as a student, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then you end up teaching, with, yeah. which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I, lo- I loved, it. I learned so much at Edge Hill really about teaching. Mm. But then I got offered a job at the Citadel, which was community engagement um, manager. Well, that's a big part of of your career as well, because it it isn't like just theatre and performance. It's very much community. uh, Absolutely. It was always sort of community based. Mm. It was always working with and always using theatre. They don't really use this term anymore, but it used to be the courses would all be theatre for social change. But that's actually what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's theatre that is going to provoke some kind of change ideally I think that's just as a natural thing in, in my mm. personality I think mm. yeah. I'm just a little bit of a terrier <laughs> and I do I'm, I'm, I've always been very political I come from that kind of family yeah like a loud mild Irish family who just yeah. argue about everything <laughs> all the time um, but, but it's very it's very scouts yeah. and it's yes. very Liverpool because yeah. Yeah. everyone's got a bloody opinion in, in this city oh yeah you know? <laughs> it's, oh, it's exactly. that, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, it's really important to me to use theatre for examining injustice I think yes I think I've got a very very overblown sense of injustice and you like to use it in that way yeah Mm. and you set up Lantern yeah so then from the Citadel 
which was again learned so much absolutely loved working there yeah. um i used to run all the youth theaters and all the education outreach stuff as well um and from there it went to liverpool hope and initially it was a tiny little just one module of community mm. theatre and it grew into a programme that ran through first, second and third year that yes. was all applied yeah. theatre um, and I really loved that for a long time but then th- a lot of things politically started to change um, I think a lot of it started with the students having to pay for yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, it kind of changed the nature it of it changes of, the nature of, the of it and then the courses get a little bit like when I first started a seminar would be about 12 people mm. and then by the time I'd finished you could have 30 people in a seminar right. that's not a seminar anymore yeah. it's no. actually a mini lecture yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work in the same way fair, yeah. yeah and it started to feel um I just don't think education is a commodity no yeah completely so when they offered redundancies I was like yeah it's time mm. for me now to try mm. something yes, else. Yes, but then you <laughs> did something weird with your redundancy money. I bought a little theatre. Because one of my, my ex-students, Steph, it was absolutely lovely. She'd done a project with me where after she'd graduated, she was a graduate assistant, um, and she knew I was taking redundancy. And she said, um, she phoned me up one day and she said, do you know there's a little theatre for sale in town? And I was like, oh, oh what? Mm. Mm. <laughs> so... Um, she said, no, have a look at it. Yeah. She said, that this company who've, who've opened this theatre, but they'd only been able to run it for about 18 months. Yeah. And then Claire Scott, who opened it in the first place, was having twins. And she said, I want to take time at home now. I'm yeah. like, I can't yeah. do this anymore. They had another business that ran alongside it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was selling it. And I went to see it. I took, I took my daughter with me and one of my friends came. And in my head, it was a little bit like, I'm just playing at this. I'm just gonna yeah, go and yeah, knock yeah. on the door, have a little look at this yeah. theatre. When I got in the door, I was like, "No, I need it. I need. I wow, want it wow. now. I'm gonna have Fantastic. this theatre." And we did. Because it's, it, yeah. it, it, it's not the biggest theatre, and yeah. uh, what you did is immediately take some seats out. Yeah. And then when you kind of open it, you've got like forty percent of um, the, yeah. you know people attending. Yeah. Um, so. The bar kind of kept you afloat. Oh, God, absolutely. Tell me about that. So one of the things that we did, one of the first things that we did was made the bar bigger. Right. (laughs) So we could get more people in it. Because, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And made it really cosy. And Mm. at the time, my son was in um, drama school in London. Mm. And so we'd spend a lot of time going down there. And where he lived, most of the pubs are just really cosy, lovely pubs. Yeah, right. Loads of, like, mismatched old furniture and funny lamps. And and me and Siobhan said, this is what we want it to look like. Yeah. Mm. We wanted to have that feel of yeah. those gorgeous little vibey pubs you'd want to sit in forever. Yeah. yeah. And luckily enough, there was a, a antique guy around the corner, so we went and just bought all the furniture from him. Yeah. <laughs> all mismatched stuff, and yeah. um, we knew that we had to make it the kind of bar that you'd want to stay in after. Yeah. Mm. After the show, that people want want to meet there and mm-hmm. sit there. Stay for, but what it did mean in the end was we were just working as barmaids and cleaners yes, <laughs> most yeah, of the time yeah. it, it I mean, becomes you gotta do that. what you got to do but you looked <laughs> yeah. at something whereby you could have a pint and a play and a pie or something yeah that exactly kind of stuff, that's yeah. it yeah. yeah so um and we had five absolutely amazing years mm. saw some fabulous work yeah. met loads of great people yeah. um but then the owners sold it to a developer i mean and i think some mm. of the um some of the stuff that you brought there, like I saw cardboard citizens. Oh yeah, yes. I love cardboard yeah. amazing yeah. work. work with them. Yeah, it, that, that's yeah. a homeless theatre group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah, because yeah. 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 my obsession as a um, as a lecturer was um, 
Augusto Boal. I don't know if you know the work of Augusto Boal. No. No. He's Amazing. a Brazilian theatre maker. Okay. And he died a couple of years ago, actually. Mm. Um, but he started to make really political theatre. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he was creating theatre for... And he created this thing called Forum Theatre. Mm. And right. basically that was about taking a piece of theatre into a community that had an issue that he needed to solve and showing it to them. But then stopping the action at a certain point and going, right, so what would you do now? So they then start finding ways to fix their own issues. Because, and and that all came from one um, incident where they are working in Brazil when they had this sort of militia and all of the people's land was being taken off them. So they were taking this play round Mm -hmm. to different little areas and sort of trying to encourage them to take up arms and fight back Mm -hmm. and keep the land. And at the end, he said, the audience were all like so fired up. They were like, right, giving them guns, come on. And they were like, oh, sorry, no, we're actors. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just saying, you should do that. Not, uh, and you all suddenly realised you cannot go in and tell people what they've got yes. to do. Yeah. You can't tell people how to fix their story. So we started stopping the action at a certain point and going, okay, so what can we do? Yeah. What can you really do? Yeah. And there's loads of little rules that you, you can't you can't make magic. It's got to be something physical that you can actually do. Mm. And the only person who can fix it is the one with the problem. Yeah. Right. You can't yeah. make your boss yeah. suddenly it's, be a nicer of course, person. Of course. It's really clever stuff. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Focuses, and yeah. I met him a few times. I was yeah. really lucky enough working as a lecturer to um to be able to go and do lots of different training wow. courses and i worked with them about four or five times through cardboard wow. citizens okay. Okay. and learned a lot more about the work That's so and it genuinely is just about changing really changing people's lives but properly from the inside up and yeah. not yeah not going in and really patronizing way mm. to communities and telling them what they should do because again as a working class person i find that really <laughs> yeah patronizing offensive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you get someone who comes yeah. from somewhere yeah. else who've got no clue about your life but they've got a little bit of a grant yes. yeah. Yeah. from the Arts yeah. Council yeah. Yeah. and they think they can come and fix exactly. things. There's a great book called Poverty yeah. Safari. I forget oh, the God, author. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Scottish you guy. You got me onto that, Scottish, you? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a brilliant it, book. And that yeah. happens a lot where people come in and go, get parachuted into an area yeah. and start yeah. telling. The like area, the White Saviour stuff do. that was... Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The Avatar complex. It really is. T- tell me a little bit about the um, the Lantern writers, though. Uh, oh, that, I think that's the thing that's been most sustainable and worked mm. really well. Um, I always knew I wanted to set up a writers group because you know that there's massive amounts of talent untapped mm-hmm. and there wasn't at that point anywhere for people to try work out yeah. without spending lots of money mm. or losing lots of money. So a girl came in to see a show, Trisha Duffy, um, she came in to see a show and she'd seen something on the um, on one of the boards about us having a, a thingy, a, what's it called, the scheme? Um, oh. uh, the volunteer scheme, yeah. but it was, uh. um, oh, I can't remember what the Sorry. name of our scheme was anyway. Um, she And she ambassador. was interested in ambassador yeah. scheme. Okay. So basically mm. you would come and do a little bit of work with yeah. us and we would help you do something you wanted right. to do and right. you would become an ambassador for the Lantern. Okay. So she asked about it. And we said, yeah, come in for a little interview during the week when you've got time. She was with her husband and her three kids. Um, and she'd been doing a little bit of a writing course. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what we really want to do is set up a writer's group. Would you be interested in volunteering and, and helping us with that? Mm. Yeah. And she did. Um, How long ago was this? This was in about 2012. Mm. Okay. Yeah, about 2012. Mm. Um and she was just, she was amazing. She was and she knew so many people because yeah. she'd done a few different writing courses. So the initial course was all people that Trisha sort of knew, yeah. and then it grew from there, didn't yeah. it? 
and she's a real she good wrote, connector, yeah. isn't she? No, people? but that, that's brilliant because there's loads of people yeah. doing creative writing course in the adult learning service and, yeah. and stuff, and it's kind of, where do you go at the end yeah. of this? Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's, that's yeah. the route. And the idea was that you would, everybody would have an opportunity to write something, um, and it wasn't it wasn't a course in the same way as you would do a course in no. adult education. Mm. It was about supporting each other yeah. and yeah. reading each other's work and giving each other advice yeah. and... Um, but the main thing I wanted them to be able to do was actually put a piece of writing on stage and mm. see that process yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. So see how a director worked, to know how you cast a show, to literally watch the whole process. Because I think it makes you a better writer if yeah. you understand what the process is. Oh, yeah. And I you see it happen agree. in the room. You've written this big, long line that you sounds great in your head. <laughs> yes. When you see an actor try and yes. say, it, say it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Or and when they make these eggs, eggs out, I can't say that word extravagant sets and yes. like yeah. our mm. budget's under a quid yeah. it's not gonna exactly. work so yeah, yeah. You, you've got so one brown important. chair that's all you've got mm. yeah and yeah. the funny thing was one of our very very first um because that's how the scratch night started yeah. yeah one of our first scratch nights it was about a highwayman who got hung oh, and the woman right i can't remember her name insisted on having a proper hangman's noose, noose? that she had built oh, yeah. in yeah. the the proper really? yeah because wow. we tried to do in that in man with no identity but yeah. health and safety intervened and well they i think health and safety probably should have yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so and, and it's, yeah it's like teaching them stuff like that you know yeah. it's really difficult to make money you need to understand that yeah. keep you don't write for but, 25 but now people. every year you put on these these plays with lantern yeah. uh writers and, mm-hmm. and this, stuff yeah and one of the things that, that I love that they put on periodically is the four boss plays or five yeah, boss, boss new plays. We actually did Kitty in the boss new play We as well. did, yes, yeah. Did. And that's yeah, it stripped right back it. like Kitty on yeah. Blood. <laughs> it, start, it started just to scratch nights um, and it's grown and now they, yeah. do, they do longer pieces and yes. stuff yes. as well. And that's the thing. I don't have as much to do with it now yeah. because right. I've just got really busy as a director mm. yeah. lately. Um, but what I did do once we moved out of the lantern was I made sure that they knew that they set themselves up as a proper group yeah. as a CIC with a constitution yeah. Right. Yeah. and everybody yeah. had roles yeah. and uh, yeah, and you'd swap those roles every now and again yeah. so they became completely self-sustainable yeah. Yeah. Wow. and I was still there always yeah. for yeah. advice and support and I'll always yeah. direct so yeah. pieces for them yeah. and yeah. keep in touch obviously and of know course. exactly what they're mm. doing but um I sort of stepped away and allowed them to, but it's continued. It's to continued, grow, yeah. Which yeah. Is yeah. Brilliant. yeah. That is yeah. Brilliant. And some really great. And uh, uh, Trisha Duffy brought a play to me as well to read called Broken Biscuits, and she said, "I've written this, and I don't know whether it'll work." She'd sort of written it for TV. Actually, the script was more for TV okay. originally. Mm. Um, she said, "Do you think this could work?" Mm. And I was, yeah. "I think it's amazing. I think we'd yeah. better do it." Mm. So we did, and. Um, I think, how many times have we done that? About six it, times. Yeah, because I... Went to the Edinburgh yeah. Festival, sold out. Wow. Yeah. wow, that's amazing. So, and yeah. quite a few of the, the writers have gone on and done really... Yeah. Doing really lovely stuff. But what's nice them. about it, because I was I was in the writing group for a long time. Yeah. Um, what's nice is the support network. Yeah. So now I don't attend the writing group any because I'm busy with other stuff. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> whenever there's a play on, yeah, you, you get dial a crowd. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. It, it, you know, it's so you don't have you to will... attend all the time, but you're still a part. Yeah, of it. and you're also we can work. you can you can go back once you've been a member. You can always go back. That's yeah. lovely. Um, and I will always go and support. Yeah, work there. yeah. 
Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. I I just need to um, make sure that we give out details of how to contact yourselves and what's going on. So our website is artsgroupie.org. And also we're on Facebook. Sorry, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter. Twitter, (laughs) And um, all the social media. um, And yeah. So you can find, please like and follow us yeah, and all that yes. business. Because yeah. we do have interesting content, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Margaret... Um, uh, well, I've got two Lantern things coming writers. up, haven't I? The Lantern Racers have got their um, Boston New Plays coming up as soon as the Royal Court is open again. Because yeah. they That's had two... Right. Yes. It was going to be in they the They had two pieces there. ready yeah, to yeah. go yeah. downstairs yeah. at the Royal Court. And mm. that will happen as soon as it's open again. Brilliant. Mm. But before that, I've got two things in. Bill Elms has just set up a new little... Liverpool Theatre Festival mm-hmm. that's going to happen outdoors in St Luke's yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, bombed out church mm-hmm. and I am acting in a piece mm. which I haven't done for ages which I've seen you in and you're brilliant <laughs> very good wow. and very good. I am also directing Shakers John Godpa's Shakers okay. fantastic so with, and that's on soon isn't it the festival yes yeah, it's a new, the tickets got are two available weeks. aren't they yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got two, two and a half oh by the time this ready. podcast goes out it will have gone it will have gone oh of course I was just thinking that yeah I know um, yeah. but, but it's just lovely to be back involved in something after lockdown because it's been such yeah. a bizarre yeah. day I of anything I know. strange times mm. yeah I know. very strange but I think yeah. that topic's for another episode the pandemic exactly. <laughs> the pandemic yeah. indeed yeah. Mm. All so, right. thank so, you so much thank for coming you on for coming. I, I, I've just really enjoyed the, the chat oh, yeah. thank yeah. you for asking yeah, we've us. had a really it's good lovely. time yeah. 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 Thank, thank you so much very nice so Caitlin, what's your plans for this week? You know we, we like to finish on, on this. Do you know, I've not thought of anything yet. Um, well, have you seen the time? It's almost gin o'clock. Gin o'clock? And the, no, you, it's you know how angry yet. you get if, if you get. <laughs> well, this, 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 this is really an exciting week for me because I'll be tidying my sock drawer. Oh. So it's a really big oh. week for me. Yeah. You are brilliant, Bob, I'm telling you. <laughs> right, so join us for the next podcast, everyone. And if you'd like to um, write in and give us suggestions, then look on our website at www.likemindedproductions.co.uk. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you've got ideas for what you'd like to see us cover in, in the in the podcast or interesting guests, then then please let us know. Um, thanks very much, and see Thank you all you. again. Goodbye. Bye. Now. Bye. Bye. Bye.